Ulysses, uh, Ventine Week continues uh, with another mailbag episode from, or with, great questions again from our listenership out there. Something tells me Venting Week is going to be like more than one week. We might just have Venting Weeks, and that's okay, people. That's all right. That's what we're here for. So let's get started right now. are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays and email us, send us a voice memo anytime to LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Again, if you do want to send us a voice memo, I don't know if we've really made this totally clear. Uh, we do prefer those to be 60 seconds or less and emailed to lockdownrays at gmail.com so we can download them and export them and add them to the podcast as opposed to um, some of the other social media platforms out there. So uh, without further ado, let's get right into mailbag part two of this week. This one, uh, we haven't heard from this guy in a little while, uh, Samuel Bayless, all the way from Australia, last I checked. Uh, he says, good day, fellas. Enjoyed the podcast all year. Well done. Considering all the use of analytics and spreadsheets, are the Rays overcoached? Do they need so many coaches or do they just fill these roles because they're expected to? Just a thought. Cheers, fellas. And oh, yeah, we need a big bat next year. Uh, hey, Sam. Been a long time. You're right, Kevin. It's been a, it's mm-hmm. been a minute since we've heard from Sam. Hope everything's okay down under. Um, isn't that cool? One episode we get somebody from Scotland. The, the next we get somebody from Australia. Like this is unreal. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for um, for telling us where you're where you're contacting us from. Like it makes yeah. the lo- locked on race community, which is a close knit community, but also global. It's, yeah, it's really really cool. And also, thank you to Al Gore for inventing the internet. You made this all possible <laughs> too. So. Of course. Yeah, of course. actually, no, that's great. If you can, I mean, if it's not too much trouble for you all, if you can tag where you're from, like if you're listening from Texas, if you're listening from Afghanistan, if you're listening from Timbuktu, that adds a little bit of uh, character and color to your emails. And more specifically, if you want to really place make yourself, uh, you can say the town that you're, you know, if you're in uh, Frisco, Texas, or you're in uh, Daytona Beach, Florida, whatever it is. That adds a little spice as well. So, Kevin, I'll give them one. I'll, I'll up you and say if they tweet a picture of them listening to Locked On Race and saying where, they're, where they are listening from, for example, Sam Bayless would yeah. put a picture of him watching Locked On Race or seeing Locked On Race and then doing hashtag Locked On Race listening from Australia, guess what? We would retweet that. Uh, from the Locked yeah. on Race podcast account. And that would be really cool. That that would be awesome. And let me up you one more. I mean, while we're going <laughs> on this track here, uh, if there's any listeners in Zephyr Hills, and I can, if you can confirm that, please let us know and uh, we'll add you to the top of the list, just like we do with voice memos. So there you uh, go. Zephyr Hills, Florida listeners, 
uh, we, we will put priority on you too. And don't just say you're from Zephyr Hills, Florida. Like I need some, some yeah. evidence. Uh, I, I mean, I get, I could technically, I mean, I've got take a picture of Kevin Weiss while working yeah. and then say that you're at Zephyr Hills. That's, that that's give me a, you know, send me a picture of your water bill and I can yeah. look up if you're in the city limits and I can, exactly. Yeah. So no, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, anyway, yeah, we love, uh, we love the, the literally the worldwide interaction, the global interaction that we get uh, from uh, individuals like Sam and so many others. Yeah. All right. So, Sam, going to your question, let's see. Are the Rays overcoached? That's, you know, I think when, if you look back at school, at the school system, and at least I, I, in elementary school, I used to have like 40 kids and there was one teacher. That was insane. Yeah. Insanity. That was insanity. Um, I think more coaches would help more because then you can have a little bit more of a niche uh, yes. and, and every player slash, you know, every student would feel like they have access to a coach to a teacher. So I think yeah. the Dodgers use this. I think the Dodgers have like a, a plethora of coaches right. that not every other MLB team has. So on the contrary, I think the race should have more coaches. So more guys are available to be talked to, to ask, be, to, to ask questions to, I think that would be great. A great way of spending your resources. Um, uh, you hear that Stu? That would be fantastic. Yeah. So Sam, I would take the opposite. I would say more coaches. So, you know, um, and, and, and go even further, you know, you, you, have a, a, a lot of Latin players. Well, maybe you get coaches that are bilingual, um, that are able to do that. So many Navarro doesn't have to be just with a certain pe- uh, a p- part of the group. He can do yeah. other things too, you know, and that would free up sometimes. So I would say more coaches, if you have, depending on your diversity, have them speak more languages, um, and the second part of Sam's question was, would, do, do we need a bat? He said, yeah. basically, he says, yes, we need a, we need a big bat. He's saying that emphatically. I agree. I agree with it. Well, what about you, Kevin? Do you agree with uh, more coaches? Yeah, I think that I, I would imagine there is absolutely a law of diminishing returns when it comes to coaches. And I'm sure that the Rays have cracked that code and cracked that formula. Um, I don't know if they necessarily need more coaches. I just think maybe the coaches that they have need to be better and get their message across better. And maybe that goes to the bilingual aspect of things. I mean, this is the organization that has what, like an analytics coach in the dugout first time that's ever happened. And, um, I mean, we look at their minor league development. I, I think they're, they're fine. They're, they're good on coaches. It's, really just about uh you know being able to keep them and, and prevent them from going to other organizations because they do such a good job so i don't know if there's really uh an area or arena where they absolutely need to add to their like say major league coaching staff but i think there's other roles you know maybe it's not necessarily called a coach but support personnel you know maybe it's helping acclimate those latin players or you know, there, there's various roles. I know that um, they, they've they gone all in on the, the mental skills uh, coaching, if you will. So I think there's absolutely room for that as far as like, hey, you know, do we need a uh, do we need a backup first base coach or something along those lines? Do we need a, another roving instructor? I don't know. I can't necessarily answer that question, but I think there is uh, 
there is more, I mean, you, you mentioned Manny Navarro. He's, he apparently has a monopoly on, uh, on translating. So I feel like you could, you know, have a little bit more wiggle room with that for sure. I feel like Manny Navarro is a little bit stretched too thin. I mean, you can't have like yeah. 12 guys needing, uh, um, to, 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 to have his help. And, you know, I, I think maybe there should be a couple more yeah. Manny Navarros in there, in, and, in that room. And yeah, I agree with you. Maybe not two first base coach or like a backup first yeah. base coach, but there are teams out there that have a couple of hitting coaches because maybe, you know, you might gravitate towards the way that this guy says, I believe, uh, isn't Ozzie Timmons a one of two hitting coaches that the Brewers have anyway? Like, yeah. this isn't like something crazy. Like, you can have two hitting coaches. Yeah, and maybe there's something in the future where they look at it as, you know, maybe you have a, a pitching coach that's more specific or uh, has more expertise in fastballs, and you have a, a pitching coach that's more focused on or has more of a, a grip on breaking balls. So, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, as far as the I, – I don't really know how to respond to the – over coaching, um, I, you know, maybe there's points where players need to, to listen better to what uh, the, the coaches are asking them to do, uh, for example, base running and when to run and when not to run and so forth. But um, I, I look at it from the, uh, the, prod, the, the broadcaster's view of, okay, you have Dwayne Stats and Brian Anderson. That's good. Do you really need to add a third person? you really need to add a fourth person in the booth. Like at some point it's like, well, we got too many cooks in the kitchen too. So if you're bringing in all these other people, you need to make sure they're at least have, they're on the same wavelength and message and not overstepping each other as well. So um, that's another hurdle that has to be navigated too. And, And I'm curious to know, you know, with the contraction of the minor leagues, what happened to those coaches Did the race, keep them around and utilize them for, other roles and purposes. Um, I, I feel like the, the player development aspect is where you can really invest a lot of, a lot of resources. And maybe again, maybe it's just, maybe it's not adding coaches, but adding more to your training staff and your nutrition staff and your, uh, your team of making sure that the players are, uh, physically and, and mentally ready as opposed to, or in addition to, um, you know, the, the traditional, on base coach or, or outfield coach or infield coach or whatever it may be. Yeah, and, no, uh, I like I like that. And, and and you'd use the right term, the diminishing returns. Exactly that. That's that's exactly what it is. I, I will just to answer the 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 question on in the booth. You know what? When KK was in the booth, it gave it a little different taste. Yeah. Uh, you know, being an outfielder, you have the pitcher. Like, okay, now, now we we can cook. It it sometimes. Is a little bit stuffy in the kitchen. You're right. right. But I do think that there are ways that you can include more people as long as they have the, the, the same message and, yeah. and the same, you know, culture, um, corporate culture that you're trying to have in, within the race system. Um, but different, I mean, maybe during the holidays, there are different new coaches that can stop by and, and, and like, hey, what is your workout? And like, have a, like, yeah. a, a, you know, Wellness coach. Meetups. Yeah, wellness coach. You know, I think that would be really interesting. I, I, I wouldn't put it past them. And to, to just answer lastly, the overcoaching, if maybe Samuel uh, meant it as in like they coach them too much and they don't let them play the game. Yeah. Um, I I disagree if if that's the if, the, if, if he means in the wild card series because um, 
obviously they were swinging at pitches they shouldn't have been swinging at, and they were swinging again for three run home runs with nobody on base, and they kept doing that for 24 innings. And number one, if the coaches told them, hey, you should stop this, and they didn't, that's a problem because the players are not listening to the coaching staff. And if the coaching staff did not tell them to stop it, why didn't you tell them to stop it? So that that's the two. Um, he mentioned a big bat before we move on. If you had your choice, would you rather take Jose Abreu or Michael Brantley? Those seem to be two names that are mentioned quite a bit. Here. I, I, th- I think, I think I, again, I, I, I would still pick Michael Brantley. Okay. Just because we from the left side, like you need people that can smash righties. I mean, the Rays were completely awful against right-handed pitching. So, yeah. and I got, I know people are going to be like, "Well, Wonder Franco was hurt, Brandon Lau was hurt." I get it, but can we stop? Can we stop? Yes, the Rays had the the third most days on the IL. We get it. Yeah. So what? Every other team has injuries. You you're supposed to have depth. You're so ha- yeah. you can't ju- you can't just say we have a horrible IL uh, fortune in 2022 and be like third bottom when you when you're producing against righties against right. righties Kevin that's not an okay no. excuse. No, that's fair. And uh, going back real quickly to Sam's point about uh, analytics and spreadsheets, um, I mean every team is uh, basically on that. Uh, footprint but what all organizations need and this includes the rays is somebody that can uh take that scope of data and relay it to the players like like the old michael scott joke is hey explain it to me like i'm five you need guys who can do that and that's something that stan borowski did uh as the bullpen coach of the rays and you need pretty much everybody to be able to have that ability. And maybe sometimes it's a player that's very analytically savvy and can transfer that uh, data into a point that is easily understood and digested by fellow players. Because um, let's be frank, uh, not all these players uh, are uh, Sam Folds. You know, they, they all didn't go to Dartmouth. They, they all didn't go to Harvard. They all didn't go to Ivy league schools. A lot of them didn't even go to college. And if they did go to college, their major was baseball. Their major was playing sports. Let's be frank about that. Um, all right. Uh, we've got a couple more questions to get to on today's mailbag, but we got to tell you about the commuter shirt from Roan. The commuter shirt can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to roan.com slash locked on, that's R-H-O-N-E dot com slash locked on and use that code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. It's time to find your corner office comfort with Roan. All right, uh, let's move on to this next mailbag question uh, from Walter Rosado, who I believe is in the Orlando area, uh, he says, Hi, guys. As always, great work. I believe uh, I believe the Rays need a bat or two in the lineup, and they need to fix their overall bench. I would love to see if they can make a trade with the Braves for Travis Darno. 
We have several bullpen options to make the trade happen as well as other potential pieces. I could see the Rays trying to bring back Evan Longoria on the cheap, move Diaz to first, and put Longo at third and DH. What do you guys think? Walter, it's also been a minute since we've spoken, so very good to hear from you again. Uh, I'll answer the first one rather quickly. Travis Darno ain't going nowhere. I mean, he ain't. Yeah. He's a... He, <laughs> He's not going anywhere. He's an all-star. I'm reading his slash line, dude, to think that we had this guy. 268 average, 319 on base, 472 slug, a 791 OPS, a 119 OPS plus, 18 bombs. I mean, we had this guy and didn't pursue him afterwards. Jeez. Um, so, no, Tra- Travis Darno would be fantastic. He He's not leaving Atlanta. He's he's He's, he's never leaving um so is his point that the race should go after an offensive minded catcher i I think that's where he's getting at i mean perhaps maybe um i don't think i i think the rays are are liking mejia bethancourt because it's a good combo yeah it's a good combo and and again we were talking on on wednesday's episode on the progression you do expect the young players to get better you would expect better play from from Bethancourt after like a year of being within within the organization. Mejia yeah. showed better strides behind the dish. He was a better defensive catcher. What can he do next year? And number three, which is always a factor with the Rays, even though some people don't like to say it, money, 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 money. Mm-hmm. They're cheap. It's 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 cheap options there for for Bethancourt and and, and Mejia. So. Um, that that's that i don't see that changing i know some people are going to say oh let's get brown let's you know could get go contreras i just that's not happening there are so many people bidding for those two guys no way the race come out on top they're not going after uh salvador perez no no i think didn't we do an episode on that i think we did we did, yeah. Our buddy Brendan Atkins, who is a Royals fan, asked right. straight up another race trading for Salvador Perez. And I would say uh, that time will come when the Royals eat about 80% of his remaining salary. <laughs> 60 to 80% of his remaining salary, I would say. I mean, he'd be a nice bat to have. I mean, you talk about a big bat, sure. But um, the price tag, uh, no likey if you're uh, the Rays. Um, and then, uh, Walter also mentioned about Longo. Um, I don't think this is the time yet to bring Longo back. I mean, theoretically you could find a way to move Yandi to first. Um, but I mean, considering how much we've talked about injuries and injury history, I mean, is this really the time to, to invest in doing the swan song with Evan Longoria? I don't know if this is the time or place. I don't think there's going to be too much more opportunities for another swan song if you if you want it. I mean, he That's is true too. going to be 37 years old next season. He has averaged 84 games in the last two seasons. So you're not going to get so you're going to get a Kevin Kiermaier-esque type of 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 season um from Longo with the games played, 85. Let's say he gives you 85 games. Okay. He's going to get a buyout from the Giants for $5 million. 
I think he would really like to be back in the Tampa Bay area. He he enjoys the Tampa Bay area. He would be okay with, but for how much money? And also, you have to tell Evan you're not going to be an everyday player. Yeah. Also, because the turf is going to hurt you. Also, we we don't think putting you out there is going to be beneficial for us. I I would love it. I'm a Longo fan. I will forever be one. And and any time, I don't care how much money it is, I would say, yes, bring Longo back. I will be forever irrational about Evan Michael Longoria. 100% irrational. So, Walter, you got me. Heck yeah. Bring Evan back. Bring Longo back. I'm all for it. Um, But what are you expecting from him offensively? Because this year, he still has the bat, man. I mean, last year, 124 OPS plus. This year, 114 OPS. Uh, plus 13 bombs last year, 14 bombs, a 261 batting average, 244 this year, 833 OPS, 767. Do you guys see a, a, a trend though? Everything has gone down. So what are you expecting from him next year? Yeah, Just about average production for how much money? It's, it's tough. Right. But you know what? I'm irrational again. I would say, heck yeah, I would love to see Longo with this new uh, crop of, of of boys. I would imagine Longo, Randy, Wander playing together, Yandy. Yeah. I mean, that would just be a Rays fan's dream uh, to, to see that lineup, man. Give him, uh, he's got the $5 million buyout. The Giants are de- going to decline his option, so he gets the five mil straight up. Then the Rays give him another five mil plus incentives, and you DH him. What about that? Oh, Okay, I, I thought you were going and you, and you put duckies back in the in the trough. <laughs> that too, and you know he gets a, a portion of the proceeds there. Um, yeah, like yeah. bring I mean, back duckies, damn it. Yeah, that I would be it. that would be nice. Yeah, because man, he's so close to sixty war too. He's at fifty eight point one. Not even, but like, look at the home runs three thirty one. Like he could, if he has a nice little DH Cliff Lloyd type of season, he could bop you nineteen, and he could get to three fifty, three fifty. Longo bombs. Hall could you could you Hall move him to? Because um, I don't know if I necessarily want to see him at third base. Um, move him to first base and have him DH most of the time, and. Maybe that keeps his leg fresh and uh, he, you know, plays 120 games instead of 80 games. Maybe. Would he be okay with that? Would he be okay with playing first? Again, these are so many questions. There are so many questions surrounding the return of Evan Michael Longoria into into the Rays organization, but I like it. And I think we're going to have like 17 episodes throughout the off season on does Longo make sense for the Tampa Bay Rays? Yeah. And again, I think it's getting to a point in Longo's career where if he can, he just wants to keep playing no matter wherever, however the opportunity comes about. I mean, this is in 2013 where he's, you know, on top of the world or whatever. Right. Like he's getting to the end of the road here. So you got to kind of take your opportunities when they're given to you. And I feel like this would be a pretty cool one if it's uh, able to shake out now. I would say I'd be really disappointed if the Rays just this offseason, that was their quote, quote unquote, big bat. Like I would like to see this in combination with a, I'd be cool with a Michael Brantley plus an Evan Longoria. I think that would be fun. I, I would, that would be, I would be fun. for that. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of people will be like, wow, you're bringing two injury-prone old dudes to the lineup. Wow, that's your biggest time. Yeah. Mute those people. Mute those people in real life and on, on anti-social media too. Just mute them. Um, I think it's, I think the, again, this is sports. This is this is reality TV at its most perfect form. Yeah. Okay, people. It, this is this is entertainment. It would be entertaining to see Longo, Wander, Randy together because you now would be fusing race fan uh, fandom of 08 to to twenty twenty. Like that would just be tremendous. Question: now, would, it be, would it work offensively? I don't know, but I would be willing to try for the right amount of money. All things being equal, say the Rays have one roster spot and they have a little bit of money. They can do a couple of things here. They can, you know, say they've already, they, they've gone out and they've got that one big bet. They, they somehow landed Michael Brantley, but we're, we're looking for a little more help here. You can either have Evan Longoria or Randall Grichuk. Who would you take? <laughs> I don't care. Longo. I'd take okay. Longo. Again, I'm irrational about Longo. And if you're irrational too, drop it in the YouTube comments. Make sure that you subscribe and tell me if I'm being too irrational about Longo. I already know that I am. But would you be okay with bringing back Evan Longoria to the race? Try Type it on the okay. comments on the YouTube section. Please and thank you. Uh, Longoria or Reese Hoskins? You still go Longo? <sighs> that one's rough. Not Darren rough. Um... Maybe that's uh, that's a question to be answered another okay. time. You got there, there's gotta be a Longo's point the guy. Where, there's, the guy. There's gotta be a point where, like, okay, the Rays can go out and get. I there's gotta be Freddie Freeman. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but <sighs> somebody that you can basically bank on to give you, you know, twenty five home runs and an eight hundred OPS and stay healthy for enough games. But the yeah. Longo factor does also count. For something, I mean, what moves the meter more for the fan base? Is it a Reese Hoskins or is it an Evan Longoria? Think about all the, I mean, not that the Rays do a great job with marketing and promotion as it is, but I mean, talking about making their job easier and making some money off of that, you can leverage that. So, bro, make posters all around and like I, I've seen buses and that's been nice and some billboards this this, yeah. this year in Hillsborough. Do that with Wander next to a hugging Franco. Oh, from Wander hugging Franklin. Jeez, it is late. Wander yeah. hugging Longo. Pff, bro, that would be sick. That would be sick. Yeah. Race fans would just go gaga for Longo next to Wander and be like, damn, I'm going to the game. I'm going to the game. It'd be pretty crazy. Uh, all right. Um, so great question there. Uh, this final question that we'll get to on today's episode from Brian Kim. He says, what's worse, the Blue Jays choking an 8-1 to one lead and getting swept or the Rays not scoring and getting swept? I would say the Jays' way, not just because I'm a Rays fan, but that was a big lead to choke at. Legit question from Brian Kim. Well, Brian, yes, you are biased, and and this and and a hundred percent you're biased uh, <laughs> because you're a race fan. Of course, you want somebody else to have a worse uh, a worse loss because I know that I did too. 
I, yeah. I, I when I saw the score and they and they were kind of getting back into the game, I was pulling Seattle all the way. Of course, I would. I want. I want. I didn't want the race to be the only team to be eliminated uh, in a sweep. Uh, thank God they weren't. Uh, yeah. But if you're looking at if you're looking at it, I think third person perspective, it was embarrassing the way that the, the Rays offense performed. There's no doubt about it. Like you can't just say, no, that wasn't embarrassing at all to, to not hit at all in yeah. 24 innings. Like that was embarrassing, but people weren't talking about the Rays lack of offense. Like, wow, did you really see that? No, they were like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that happening. But what the Jays did or basically didn't do, yeah, They've, everybody and their mother was talking about it because you have a seven-run lead. And hey, guess what? Race fans, we know a little bit about that. Fenway, 2008, mm-hmm. we remember Red Sox doing the same thing that the Mariners did to the Jays. The Red Sox did to the, that, that to the race. Um, but that felt horrible. I remember that. It right. felt horrible. So, yeah, I would, I would think that the Jays lost – and besides, you were at your home park. Right. That's worse. Yeah, it's it's way worse because of the expectations, too. Not just the manner in which you lost, but this was a team that won 92 games and finished second in the division and had, um, you know, the, the highest wild card. Um, and you have home field advantage. Plus, you know, uh, you're facing a Mariners team that hasn't sniffed the playoffs in more than two decades. And you're the blue Jays and you've been a solid team for the last several years. You've been in, you know, maybe it was a one game wild card, whatever it was, but you've, you've had postseason baseball and you should be able to um, use that experience. Plus again, we mentioned it before the home field advantage. So I would think with that, where, you know, you should be able to kind of, bully around the seattle mariners to some extent because they, they've never experienced something like that too and that's why and that's why smart people don't trash talk before the thing is over yeah. vladdy in the beginning of the season being like oh you guys just saw the trailer now you're gonna watch the movie it's a quick movie that's a quick movie that yeah. was quicker than 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 frozen I mean, and Disney movies are 90 minutes. That that lasted less than that, bro. That's why you don't trash talk before the thing is over with, man. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. I, I, I love seeing people trash talk and then just spit back on their face. Like, bleep and love that. Just right. like, I hope you learn your lesson. I hope in spring training you don't come back saying like, oh, well, I was just messing with Like, this is the movie. Like, no, you shut up. You've done nothing in the playoffs. Just yeah. get your get your chin up, shoulders back, do your work, and that's it. And a team that is as talented as they are between the rotation and that lineup, which the lineup and how strong it is top to bottom has been a theme for a while now. But when are you actually going to take that talent and translate it into a deep playoff run? We've we've yet to mm-hmm. see that. I'll say this, maybe the happiest guy uh seeing the outcome of that series the blue jays was uh charlie montpoyo he he was probably uh you know probably smirked a little bit after the the showing or lack thereof um Perhaps. so we'll we'll see how they uh 
recover from that. But again, I had higher expectations leading into the playoffs for the Blue Jays and the Rays. I mean, I, I put my cards on the table saying, I don't know. I don't think the Rays are going to win this series against the Guardians. I think the Guardians are better than we give them credit for. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the Rays won what eighty six regular season games. The Blue Jays won ninety two regular season games. So, yeah. and they had the, the better positioning too. So, and then of, of course the manner in which they lost was uh, not ideal uh, by any means. So, uh, we'll uh, we'll see how they recover and go from there. I still think they're going to keep that uh, manager of theirs. I think John Snyder's his name. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't pay attention to to managers anymore. No, I think it's Sha Sha Schneider. What I say, Snyder. Okay, yeah, John Schneider. Okay, there we go. There's a shush there. Yeah, yeah. When I think of John Schneider, I think of John Schneider, the former Papa John's uh, creator and CEO. But no, wait, he got not... in trouble, didn't he? Yeah, he got in quite a bit of trouble. He's no longer the CEO. He, oh. uh, yeah. Didn't. all right i'll look that up on oh, your own maybe, time so, i'll look up what he did afterwards yeah, yeah. don't repeat okay. what he said either um Ooh, yeah okay. he lost wow. everything uh anyway um thank you for making the locked on race podcast your very first listen every day now make your second listen the locked on mlb podcast that is also free and available on all platforms hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we will talk to you on friday with evan klosky